Hey there, and welcome to the daily podcast where wisdom smacks us with kisses or love taps. I'm Michelle Spiva, a wisdom strengthening coach, your host, and practical priestess of wisdom. Join us daily to gain wisdom and mental strength as we tackle innovative thinking, address emotional and behavioral life traps, and yes, provide you with some practical how-tos to wrap it all up. So settle in or crank up the speed 2x, whatever gets your mental processes firing as we dive in. Stay tuned. Hey there, Mona Me. It's Michelle Spiva, your practical priestess of wisdom with today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. Join me. This is my official invite to you to stick with me today because, oh, child, we are going to be talking about how to be a self-regulator to keep yourself sane in these days. And I want you to stick with me because there is something, it sounds so simple, but when you start to understand it in this context, it's going to make the light bulbs go off for you. Wisdom has got a really good love tap smack for us today. So stick with me on the flip as we talk about how and why to be a self-regulator. I'll see you soon. All right, let's get on into it. Now, we're going to be talking about how to do some things where it, first and foremost, there is a prerequisite. And I want to take care of the prerequisite real quick so that once we get into what we're talking about, about self-regulation and regulating, uh, we'll all be on the same page. All right. Now, let me just go on and say this. My hope is after we have our little conversation today, as you know, we like to do, I would like for you to be able to know the path that you're going to take to be able to call on either your reserves or to be able to initiate the regulation, the power, um, the management, if you will, of the energy that it's going to take for you to do whatever it is you need to do. All right. So let's start. The first thing I want to say is that what you can't see is oftentimes, not often, it actually is usually the case. Uh, it's, it's more powerful, stronger, larger, bigger than what you can see. And the reason for that is a simple thing called physics. And uh, what that means is, is it, it means that when things become, quote unquote, invisible, it's not necessarily that they're not there. It's more so that they are moving at a faster rate than we can perceive, whether that be UV light, a hummingbird's wings, electricity, or any of the other things that we know to exist, but we cannot see them. Think about how powerful they must be for them to move so fast that you can't even perceive they're there. But yet and still, you see the effects that they have on objects. A hummingbird's wings move so fast and they are so strong that they are able to keep that body that we do see in flight. They don't 
<laughs> a lot of times they're not resting when they are pollinating or um, uh, doing the things that they do. They're able to almost look as if they're floating in air. And then, of course, we, you know, we think about the power of electricity and how you can't see it. But stick, stick your finger in an outlet and see if it doesn't uh, come back to bite you. Um, and so understanding that simply because we are talking about things that don't appear to be tangible, meaning that they you can feel them and touch them, does not mean that they aren't tangible. So getting, and thank you for allowing me to just put that out there. So getting to the understanding of the fact that we must dust off or even create and hone our skills of how to be self-regulators is more important than ever. And the reason why I am saying that is because we are living in a time where within our collective society as a whole globally and regionally, whether it be countries or just where you live, more and more autonomy is being thrust onto the individual. And there are some people that are not handling it as well as they thought. You see, one of the things that I had to not embrace, but I had to grapple with at a, a young age when I was in school and I was learning um, how to uh, present to people, be a leader, uh, make decisions for people. One of the things that my professors and then my managers, my bosses and all of those impressed upon me was that this? there's a secret little knowledge that people who do the things that I'm talking about know how to do and they do it so well that you don't know that they're doing it. And that is that the average person secretly wants to be led. They secretly want a guru, an expert, a leader. They secretly want a parental figure to lead and show them and give them what it is that they feel they need. Don't believe me? Look and see how upset people get when national leaders do not behave in a way that the people believe they should. What are some of the first things they say? They say things like, you're not presenting a good example. So whenever you hear the word uh, present a good example, role model, um, and, and things along that line, that is letting you know that someone esteems you highly and is looking, mentor, that's another one, and is looking at you as an example on how to regulate their life. All right. So this is now where we find ourselves that the average person is not being able to feel like, oh, I can just outsource or or uh, look to others to know what to do. Instead, the average person is being forced to look within, to self-regulate. That's why we're having this conversation, to be able to know how to keep it together when it seems like nobody knows how to keep it together. And the reason why we're having this talk is because wisdom has been showing me over and over again that when we have uncertainty, uncertainty uh, for prolonged periods does insidious things that can be um, invisible, but very deadly. Uncertainty puts people in a hyper vigilant stance. It messes with a person's um, health, 
the stress levels, the hormonal levels, and it, it can age us. It can uh, do horrible things. It can raise blood pressures and the like. Uh, just today, there was a sudden loss of a person who had an aneurysm. And um, when I read about it, my heart went out because no one knew that this was going to happen. And when we look at the collective of each person having to find their own level, uh, their own idea of what is successfully going to be the path to take to navigate these trying times, things can be very, very stressful. Now, I am not saying that this person's aneurysm was due to any of that. I don't know that kind of stuff. It just put me in mind of the pressure. It was a, um, it was a, a kind of like a foreshadowing of what we're going through as a whole. And that they're all of those clogs in the system are, are are becoming known, and people are struggling. Let's just be honest; people are struggling, and I am not immune. And one of the things that I didn't think was going to be the way to navigate this, but has become a very powerful way. And yes, we're going to be talking about it today. Is the concept and the idea of joy. Now, I'm not ready to get there yet, but we're just just put that in there because I know you were probably rolling your eyes like joy. Yes, yes, yes. Joy. Oh, yes. Joy is very powerful. So when you are looking at self-regulating, the the why is because self-regulation helps you to limit or even eradicate, do away with uncertainty. And we do better when we are anchored. We do better when we know what's going on, what to expect, or how an outcome is going to be. And I do want to say this part. This is not in my notes. But I don't want you to feel like um, there is something wrong if these sensations are new or that you're grappling with them or that you're some kind of way weak, weekend, because you were used to having responsible leadership over countries or organizations or whatever. And it's not your fault. And the reason why it's not your fault is because those are some of the contracts that we have in society. And so when those contracts or the components of them don't work together, it causes us to have to learn new skills very quickly and on the fly. And that's what we're having to do. We're having to learn how to truly make the quote unquote buck stop here for each and every one of us. Um, it's kind of like when you have anarchy in the land, meaning that every person just follows their own rules. It's almost like you're a cast member in a Mad Max movie and everybody just does what they want and what everybody wants is totally different and it doesn't necessarily take into account what's good for the whole. It was such that if somebody does something that's good for them, it might be detrimental to another person. And so these times can have great uncertainty and a lot of fear, rightfully so, not, not just, you know, uh, unnecessary, rightfully so. And so it makes this uh, a very precarious time. Um, but there is a remedy for that. And so let's talk about it. So the first thing I want to say is this. One of the 
fastest ways to start getting yourself in position to be a self-regulator, meaning that no matter what happens, no matter how you feel, you're able to get back to a baseline or, or, or to a point that puts you in personal power. And that's the objective of self-regulation. It puts you back into a, a position of power for yourself. And one of the areas that when you're starting to, to think about this is to look at emotions and not just your emotions and, and feelings, but that those of the people around you. And the reason why you want to start there is because emotions are contagious. They are extremely contagious. Think to a time when you may have been in a good mood and you thought everything was going your way and everything was cool, only to find out that you get to your office and your manager is on a tear and the... The presentation that you turned in that you thought was wonderful has triggered and set them off. And they call you in and they're to like, delete all of this. This is horrible. Redo it. And you've only got a few hours, if you will, to make it right. What happens to your emotions? You can go from feeling like king or queen of the hill and then be tossed into a maelstrom of emotions of fear and disappointment, rejection, uh, shame even for not meeting the mark, if you will. And so those emotions are important because they can sabotage you at will if you are not embracing and remembering that you need to be strengthening your own ability to self-regulate. And that's just one example. Think about worldwide the constant diet and habit that a lot of people have of either watching the news or constantly getting drip fed through their phones, updates on a myriad of subjects. It's not just the news anymore. It's the news. It's what your, your stands, your faves are into. It's uh, daily updates of, um, the health crisis around the world and in certain countries, <clears throat> I ain't going to mention ours, uh, it's all of these things bombarding you. And even if on the surface, you're like, I'm fine. Think about doing that for four months, 120 plus days that you, you're getting fed this stuff. And then see how you feel when it's time to lay down or it's time to relax or it's time for this or that. We're not gonna even throw in the mix for millions of people who are trying to figure out what to do with themselves because they are needing to retrain, to get a new skill, a new job, a new career. And they're wondering, what will this time next year look like? Will I even be in the same, uh, uh, let alone home, the same city that I, I, I'm used to? Will I have to uproot my family to find new opportunities? So there is a lot of turmoil, upheaval, and a lot of emotional gumbos boiling and popping around. And so starting with emotions, start to look at, and I, I, I wrote these down uh, off the top of my head trying to remember them, but I had taught this years ago. Um, and so if you've heard me say this uh, uh, in some of my classes and trainings, 
just, you know, just rock with me. It might sound a little different because I, I, like I said, I wrote it off the top of my head. So I might've mixed up a few of them, but this is a process that kind of like a little diagnostic, you know, how I like to give you guys those diagnostics to see how do you handle emotions so that you can self-regulate and um, deal with emotions, but quickly get yourself back to a stable point. And so the questions are, are you an activator or an agitator? Meaning, are you the person who normally is the one who sets the tone and the mood? Are you the alpha, if you will, that your emotional um, state affects others? Okay. Now, be honest with yourself because it's it's not a problem if it's not because we got three others that we're going to talk about. I just want you to start looking at, are you usually either the activator or the instigator? Are you, are you that person? All right. The next one is, are you a generator or a sustainer? So as a generator or a sustainer, you know these people. These are the people when in the room, they're going around and checking to make sure that everybody even knows in the corner, are you all right? They're trying to get everybody involved and make sure that no person is left behind. They are usually the person who is going, they're not the party starter, but they know how to sustain. They know how to make sure you're good. You need anything. Come here. Let me introduce you to this person. So they are going to be the generators. They're going to be the persons helping to continuously generate good emotions. Then there are the regulators or the managers. Now with the regulators, this is where, as we're speaking today, this is where you're going to have to do this for yourself. Because normally in a society, um, leaders, whether they be people of power of wealth, religion, or influence, or um, thought leaders, politicians, whatever you want to call it, normally they take on this role. But because everything is in flux and we are totally changing, I'm telling you guys, everything is about to become reversed. People are starting to feel it. They're not having that, that part of their life done for them. They're not having the regulators smooth things out or, or cause things to happen to get people back to this set point that I'm talking about. Um, you'll know regulators, sometimes they're called spin doctors, um, propagandists, PR people. Um, heck, most of your um, talking heads on the news shows and things are traditionally regulators. What they do is they inform or even tell people how to feel about things. If you find that you don't want to pass judgment, you don't want to form an opinion until you've checked in with your favorite talking hand or opinion um, uh, thought giver, that person is going to be classified as a regulator or a manager. And that's what we are working on today for ourselves because they're not able to do as much as they used to. And actually, should they? Okay, so then after that, there are the receivers or the receptors, meaning you're the person who just receives the emotions and figures out, not figures out, but you act accordingly, I should say. So if everybody is an uproar, you're in an uproar. If everybody is calm and chill, 
Even if it doesn't make sense, you're calm and chill. Now, this is not a put down. This is simply the roles that we play because each person in your lifetime, you will play any or all of these roles over and over again. So it's not where one is worse than the other. It's simply that these are what are what it takes to get along socially. Now, for the receivers or the receptors, these are going to be people where they are going to make up the majority. They are the masses. They are the sheep, the sheeple, if you will. They are the people who, if they don't receive well, it could mean um, a, a lot of hurt and pain. Think about it. If you have been a, a receiver of the emotions and, and the energy of, of, of whatever, and you decide to rebel, to stick out, to mar- go your own way, to reject what uh, society is trying to feed you, and you get vocal about it, then <laughs> you will see just how fast the other receivers try to put you in check. All right. Uh, but in today's world, and I don't want to erase what I just said, in, I'm going to say, and in today's world, we are still expected to be good little receivers while being personal regulators. And wisdom wants you to know that there is a way for you to do it that is not going to cause you to take years to have to learn this new skill, but it simply can uh, start with a concept that is powerful that the ancients even used, okay? Um, So one of the things that I want you to get used to is to start viewing our world as energy, vibration, and frequency. And don't let your eyes roll over. We've talked about this before. Nikolai Tesla was famous for saying that this is what the world is, you know, um, composed of. And science bears him out on every single thing. At the beginning, I even talked about the wings of the hummingbird and uh, electricity and all of these. And the reason why you can't see them is because they move at a higher vibrational level, meaning they vibrate, they, they shake, they move fast enough for you not to be able to see it. Believe it or not, you are vibrating. There is never anything that's truly still because it can't exist in this world if it is still, okay? And then with frequency, frequency, we talk about degrees. We talk about polarities, if you will. Um, and, and so there's that. And then energy, energy is the fuel. Energy is uh, the power. Energy and magnetism work together to, to hold this whole thing together so that we don't just shake apart and turn into dust, okay? So I want you to start thinking of yourself. If you don't want to use those words, that's fine. But start thinking of energy. You are becoming a masterful energy wielder of you. So you are going to start looking at being a self-regulator where you're able to conduct and transmit the necessary energy to navigate through your life, your day, and keep your sanity, all right? And one of the big things that you're going to do, so remember, we started with emotions. We understand emotions are contagious. We understand that once you start to figure out the area you tend to go to, it will help you to um, make sure that you know how to regulate yourself accordingly. So whether you are an activator slash agitator or a generator slash sustainer or a regulator slash manager or a receptor versus, uh, excuse me, slash receiver, you're going to act accordingly. So let's talk about joy. 
And when I was looking at this, because there have been some very trying days recently, I'm just going to put it out there, trying. And I was like, oh, I don't, you know, I don't want to be up and down emotionally. This is tiring. And I feel the pressure. And so I was trying to find some relief. And of course, I, I, like I said, I'm a practical priestess of wisdom. I asked wisdom to help and lo and behold, wisdom helps. And so the concept of joy. So let me read to you a little bit uh, of the layman's understanding of joy. Okay. Because joy is actually an energy component, but that's for another day. So here, joy is more consistent and uh, cultivated uh, and cultivated internally. So joy, unlike happiness, joy is a part of your energy makeup that you should be consistently working on and cultivating internally. It resides internally. You can be very joyful and have no smile on your face, but joy is something that is a um, um, an energetic boost if you will, that helps to get you back to set point as fast as possible. Okay, so it goes on to say, it comes when you make peace with who you are, why you are, and how you are. I'm going to read that again. It comes when you make peace with who you are, why you are, and how you are. So here we have this electric component that gets us to work on in internally dealing with our environment to seek peace with who we are, why we are, and how we are. And joy, because it's internal, joy does not have you comparing yourself to others. Joy does not have you doing things out of jealousy, spite, or envy. Joy has you contemplating on finding what is peaceful about you so that you always know who you are, why you are, and how you are. Is that not powerful? All right. Now, I went on and put this part in here because y'all know how I am about happiness. And it goes on to say, whereas happiness tends to be externally triggered and based on other people, things, places, thoughts, and events. So, Being a self-regulator requires us to look inward instead of outward. It requires us to seek joy instead of finding things to give us happiness because happiness makes us look outward. Joy makes us look inward. And in today's world, outward is really not there for us. Let's just be honest. Outward, (laughs) Outward is shaky at best. All right. And so joy when you start cultivating it and working on it, helps you to start self-regulating because it becomes an offensive measure, meaning it takes the offense instead of the defense. Joy is proactive. Happiness is reactive. Joy is that proactive measure given to us to help us to handle what we know and must now shoulder. So in today's world, you are required to shoulder uh, way more than you ever were. And whether that be what's going to happen to you and your family, health-wise, financially-wise, safety-wise, you have got to get to the point where you're able to self-regulate and understand the best peaceful way for you to live your life 
and not be in constant fear and constant uncertainty. So with that, here is the wisdom smack. All right. So let me go back and recap before I give you this wisdom smack. As I'm looking at my time go so fast today. Hmm. All right. So why and how you need to be a self-regulator is because externally, the things that we are used to as societies around the world, we're not necessarily getting those. And it's no one's fault. It's just that when you have acts of God, pandemics and um, financial collapses, things tend to get a little squirrely. And so we're, we are now in the time where each person for their own, for their own. but you don't want this to turn into uh, anarchy. You don't want it to be where people who are not used to being responsible for themselves in every area uh, don't get run over by those who are just anarchists doing things in their own way and, and at the detriment of everyone else. So in order to do that, you need to be a self-regulator. We've talked about whether you're an activator, generator, regulator, or a receptor. Okay, then we talked about energy and looking at everything now as energy and how you are going to conduct and transmit this energy. And the tip to be able to do this is to switch from happiness forward or happiness um, influenced to instead being joy influenced, where happiness is an external trigger that's based on other people, other things, other places, other thoughts, and and other events. Joy is triggered and cultivated internally. And it helps us to make peace with who we are, why we are, and how we are. Okay, so now that we've done that, let's talk about joy as this proactive measure that we use to handle what we know and what we must now shoulder in today's world. And that is joy fuel, like a fuel for a car, joy fuel. All right. So joy is the driver of our pursuits. And we mustn't forget to check our levels of joy Um, Joy is so important that you'll find it over and over again in ancient um, sacred writings, whether it be Quran, the Bible, um, the Torah and the Talmud, all of these things, they talk about this internal strength that helps us to not uh, be inundated by the evils, if you will, of this world. And as we've said before, evil in this sense is being out of alignment because evil is simply light, lie, alive or uh, live spelled backwards, which lets us know that it is a disjointed, out of alignment, reverse of where we need to be. Okay. So with joy, we start by searching internally. And what joy will start to do is joy will start to uh, approach and give you the peace and the strength to deal with those deficiencies, gaps, unmet needs, um, and and things that uh, siphon off power that we need to regulate our life and the lives of our families. Joy will always, also, you'll know that you're starting to use joy fuel because you will get peaceful, you will get calm, you will not be agitated, and you will be able to flow in any needed portion of the emotional uh, drivers we talked about. If needed, you'll be the activator or the generator or the regulator or the receptor for whatever is going on because that's what joy will do. 
So what I want you to do is I want you to start practicing. Start with your emotions. Figure out what you tend to do in the activator, generator, regulator, or receptor area, and then start turning inwardly to look at where joy can make peace with who you are, why you are, and how you are. And y'all, my time is up. Thank you so much. This has been Michelle Spive, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom with today's podcast. Bye. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, Uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.